Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. We are recording on August 21st of 2019, and we thank you for tuning in to episode 95 of the Nintendo Shack podcast, where tonight we discuss Indie World, iRoll, and Gamescom. My name is Donnie Reese, and I'm joined here in the Shack by Nintensis Caroline. What's going on? Hello. It's the middle Hello. of the week. I'm glad that half the week is done, because it's been a doozy. Hump day. Yeah. See, well, Shaq is that recharge. We're technically over the hump on hump day. We're at the evening of the hump. Shaq is the recharge. It Recharges is. you, gets you through the rest of the week. You know, it, it. I loved doing it on Thursdays because I was. it was kind of like, okay, this is the early start to the weekend for me. But now, even though I go into the office on Thursday, like Thursday's my really busy day, mm-hmm. it's kind of just like, okay, just do something that you want to do. And then get it over with. That makes sense. Work, I mean, um, I'd like to thank those that help produce the show. So thank you, Calo, Barry, Josh, Chris, Devin, Kyle, Benji, Paul, Joel, the professor, and uh, Kevin and or Kyle and Devin. I said I was going to say Kyle, and then I saw Devin, so I said yeah. Kevin. Yeah, no, not Kevin. Thank you guys for supporting us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Where last week or last month we gave away PlayStation Classic. That may or Don't may not have come with extra game. Don't say the rest no? of it. Don't say the rest of it. That's okay. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> and DLC. <laughs> and we record DLC this weekend, which I'm excited about it because I'm calling it. I'm taking over. I'm taking over DLC. I'm calling an emergency dad cast. And hopefully. I'm not going to be on on that. Hopefully. Coach Mo might be there. Y'all can give him some tips. That's exciting. Y'all can give him some tips. Hopefully. Jason Lacey might be there. <gasps> no way! It's possible. It's possible. Oh my so gosh. You never know. You never know. But You're going to um, scare so. everybody that doesn't have children your age, your kid's age. Well, so I'm pretty sure everyone else had better parents than I did. So they can give me like their good lessons. Like, hey, do this, don't do that. Fight this urge to say this and do that. Mm, okay. But before we begin the show, Caroline, would you please give me a hard time? <laughs> um. All right. So I'm going to ask... Why are you downloading Dragon Quest demo when you're not going to play the full game to like the end anyway? I'm open to playing the full game to the end. Yeah, but you won't. I probably won't. I have no idea. Like, how long does it take to beat it? Like, okay, so hours? I heard that it's like you beat the game, but there's still another thirty hours after you beat the main story. It'd be interesting if I even play it for thirty hours. Oh, but my I mean, God. so but so I mean, I played Zelda for. 300 hours i've done it i played xenoblade for like 60 hours i mean I've 60 played games. you didn't even beat xenoblade <sighs> it's too much it's no, too long it's not it's too long it's, it's really not long. okay i've given donnie a hard time if you guys want to jump on the bandwagon and roast him for not finishing a jrpg or an rpg or whatever it is. i finished fire emblem yeah. I beat all the pokemon you, you rushed through the end and skipped the whole marriage part because all you the wanted to beat it Skip the mar- You act like I skipped like an entire section of the game. I skipped a 15 second cutscene. 
Yeah, and you're the one complaining about. <laughs> you act like when do you get to get married? Section. Because I I didn't I didn't see that. No, you didn't see it because you skipped through the entire last month. I understand skipping like a week, but you don't skip a whole month. Loser. Uh, are 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 you done? I'm done. <laughs> I hate this segment. I love it. Shack? It's great. Why do we got to start Shaq on such a negative note? This isn't Kevin's show. This is Shaq. You're bringing the Shaq down. They liked it. They're supposed to be happy. Did they? they or did he? They do. Like, it was like no, three like, people. Like they like it. <sighs> okay. Caroline, what have you been playing? I've been playing Fire Emblem still. I still haven't beat Claude's route. I've been taking it slow. And on top of that, Brian's kind of been stealing the Switch. And mm-hmm. we have kind of like a, you know, it's it's one thing if I were to get a second Switch, right? But we're playing the same game and I have a physical. So I'm not going to buy the game twice. But he yeah. is doing his own Edelgard route. I um, am kind of just milking it for as long as I can. Not to mention, I've been a little under the weather this past week. So I didn't even touch it. I haven't touched Fire Emblem since last Friday. I just haven't felt good. Like, I, I'm doing these glasses because I have, like, terrible headaches. I've had terrible headaches for, like, the past week almost. Um, so staring at a screen for a long time is really not in my best interest. But I downloaded... But you've been playing WoW. Yeah, but not that much. <laughs> okay. Just for stream, really. Um, and I downloaded the Oninaki demo finally today. And I downloaded mm-hmm. the new Dragon Quest Eleven demo that apparently your progress will save over. So that's good to know. You guys should download it too if you're interested in that. And uh, I probably won't be getting DQ11 next month when it comes out. However, I am looking for that Black Friday deal, hopefully. I think mm. I think it will hit for Black Friday. You're not even going to play the whole game. I'm going to buy the game. I'm going to be there on day one playing the game. So, booyah. Yeah. You yell at me. Are at you gonna Are you gonna download developer. it, or are you gonna spend the money on it and then trade it in two weeks later? Who knows? That remains to be seen. That that's. But I'm giving them the money. I'm not waiting for it to go down in price. I'm supporting the the developer. It's not a Nintendo first party. Wow. You're like video game racist. I'm not video game racist. All right. So <laughs> you are so video game racist. I have too many games right now that I know what to do with. I really, no, that's true. I really need to finish the Claude route because <laughs> you gave me so much crap last week because oh, you only like Fire Emblem for the art and the memes and stuff like that. You're you're way into it. I'm into it because I like the game. Brian was Brian came to my defense afterwards. He's like, you like these things because you understand them because you've played the game all the way through. And I'm like, yes, thank you. But I've, I didn't give you that much crap about it. I just said that every time you get real excited. It's about that and not the other thing. You're not talking about like the strategy and the, the gameplay. You're talking about it's... the characters and the love interests and and the voiceover. That's fine. I think it was a, I think it was a at least a fair thing to say. I'm not going to walk that statement back. That's fine. But as I'm saying, I've seen a lot of art of female Byleth and Dimitri, and I think that like Claude is a nice side piece, right? Claude is a good side piece. I think Dimitri is husband material. So I need I need to finish up Claude so I can even do... eye patch Dimitri. Yeah, because he's like hobo material. No, 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 no. There's a there's a meme that's that's like his younger self because his hair is like in sections so that he hasn't washed his hair and then he call, they call him yeah he, like he goes macaroni from super hair. pretty boy to 
basically a hobo. Okay, Brian also says that the blue lions route is the sad boy route because... <laughs> kind of, yeah. Everybody's side stories and paralogs are so depressing. Like, Ingrid's being forced to be married to somebody. Sylvain's brother dies. Felix's brother has already died. Spoilers. Spoilers. You're spoiling the whole thing. I'm just saying. Don't be, don't it's be been out for a month. Stuff. It's been out for like a month now. Anyway. Now, we said that we said that when Breath of the Wild came out and got all kinds of, still, to this day, get all kinds of crap about Kevin. There's no excuse. Not having finished it. There's no excuse at this point. <laughs> no excuse. Sorry, Kevin. It's me. I'm deflecting, you know, my own vitriol towards somebody else. I got to throw it somewhere else. Uh, um, so, yeah, that's all I've been playing. Uh, I haven't played as much as I wanted to just because of the headaches. And World of Warcraft Classics coming up next monday and it's gonna be maybe i don't know i'm getting the collection of mana which is coming out next tuesday physically Mm -hmm. that's coming to my house and then astral chain is next friday so i plan on playing astral chain day you know obviously i'm gonna go pick it up we'll see i've got too many things coming out and i don't know what to do with them well i'm gonna go ahead and burn a question now since it makes sense to, to throw this now okay um, Donnie, did you enjoy your first experience forming romantic relationships in Fire Emblem? <clears throat> will you continue that with the next game, or will you go back to just doing the story that comes in from Grouchy Surge? Oh. So, um, you picked if the you didn't wrong to- game to do romantic relationships with, because I feel like it, it, it's really good. I like it, but it's not as developing as Awakening Your Fates. Okay. That's good. That's good feedback. Because what I was going to say, if you didn't finish the spoilers for Fire Emblem, um, I don't think it was worth it. I do like how, I feel like it's just kind of integrated. You kind of do it along the way. Mm -hmm. If you're doing the lost items and you're doing the paralogs, like, I think naturally by the end of the game, you should have... You should have a couple people to get the little cutscene with. Yeah. Do I think it's worth it? And, like, do I think you should know in advance... All of the decisions that you need to take to get there, no. Because I just don't think the payoff is worth it. Mm. Now, having listened back to our, our spoiler chat about Fire Emblem, one of the things that kind of bothered me about my own feedback was I felt like because you and I are so in sync, I think you knew exactly what I was saying, but I don't think I was doing a very good job of describing mm-hmm. what I wanted it to be. I kept saying I wanted more, and I wanted more, and I wanted more this, and I wanted more that, but I never actually said what more meant. Right. So I'd like to define that a little bit, just because I was thinking if there's nobody out there, if there's somebody out there who's never played Fire Emblem, they're probably not with me and where I'm going with mm-hmm. that logic. So your romantic option, at the end of the game, you choose to give someone that you've earned S-rank support with a ring, and you get a little discussion where they go back and forth with some text, and then you get this really beautiful scene. Everything gets pink and glowy and orange. It's a sunrise, okay? It's a sunrise. Yeah, it's a sunrise. And then you, like, live happily ever after, and they mix something in there, right? So you might go off to the opera together or rule the land together or whatever. I was hoping for something more in line with, like, a Terrytown. I was under the impression, especially with this being the HD version, a bigger budget thing, give me a 30-second to a minute, two-minute cutscene and let me actually vision. And I know that's a lot to, to ask for. You're talking about 30 cutscenes to put into the game, but they're, like, a minute apiece. I really don't think it's that crazy. Like, yeah. show me the wedding or show me 
like waking up, you know, breakfast in bed or Valentine's Day or show something. Like I wanted something, you know, like it doesn't have to get like it doesn't have to get all. You need to play a Harvest anime. Moon game. You really do. Mm. Well, I wouldn't know about that, but that's what I was saying. I was hoping that for all this effort, there would be a, like a little meat on the end, a little surprise, something rewarding for you. And uh, I mean, you get the scene. I just don't think it's that great. Like to- I don't think it's worth all of the. I mean, I understand why, I totally understand why fans do the artwork and the relationships and the memes. I get that. Because, so here's the thing about the relationships. It's the tea time conversations and the support conversations that lead up to that that are, that's better than the scene at the end. Okay. I see what you're saying. You know, like that payoff at the end is just not that good. So, am I, I mean, like I said, if they keep, if they, so Grouchy, to answer your question, if they keep going in this manner that they've gone with the monastery and like, say they change it up, it's a different school or something else. But if it's this integrated into like this, when you're not battling, you're doing this, I think I'll keep doing it because I think you do it by default. Like it's just now it's just kind of a part of the game. It doesn't feel so like before I, I often refer to it like Pokemon before it was like breeding Pokemon. It's like, you didn't have to do it at all. You know, like it was not even a thing. You had to go out of your way to actually do it. Now mm-hmm. you just kind of do it as you do other things. It's just kind of built in. Yeah, I had about four or five girls that my male byleth was a rank with. I do like that it's um, it does add a little replayability, you know, a little different option, a little mm-hmm. something to to do. I mean, that's always a good thing. That's never a bad thing in a game. Um, and I'm not down on the game. For those of you, if you came away with that impression, I like the game. I think it's a great game. I don't think it's. He doesn't see, I mean, think that it's better than Awakening, and I do. That's our difference. I don't. And I don't think it's my game of the year. And I Ooh. don't think it's a top three, like, Nintendo Switch game. I, I don't think it's that good. Oh, okay. So that's 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 the only difference. That's not, again, I'm, I think it's, like, it's very, I feel very similar. I'm trying not to offend those that love it. Yeah. But I'm feeling very similar to how I felt with Odyssey. It's like, I enjoyed playing it, just not over the moon with it <laughs> you know that yeah. everybody else is and i understand i don't know maybe i'll play it again now i do want to talk to you something about that i have been playing and that is katana zero so i finished fire emblem like two months late and we traded in you know like we got the new switch and all that and i had some extra credit right. and uh, we had the indie world which we're about to talk about now so i was getting some games and i got um oh what's the one uh creature in the well and I'm very excited about that. But one of the other games that I got is Katana Zero. Now, this game came out, as you said, two months late to the party. I understand that. Mm-hmm. When we first saw this game, it's a hashtag Jason Lacey right. game. It makes all the sense in the world. What I saw in previews was uh, pixely, retro, you know, hard game, right. challenging game. And it kind of turned me off, mm-hmm. especially because I was playing Ape Out. And, like, everybody makes fun of how long it took me to beat Ape Out. I get it. Yep. I can't beat Hollow Knight. I get it. I'm in love with this game. Nice. <laughs> I am. I'm in Chinatown right now. I don't know how long it is. To I have no idea how what far that is. I'm pretty sure I've probably died a thousand times more than everybody else, and I'm pretty sure I've played it more than you should. That's not really the point. The point is, it's super fast. Like the combat is super fast. I, can, I don't want to yeah. reiterate everything that everyone's already said, but essentially, you get put in this little level. You run through the level, but the way that the, the game is being told to you, the story, is that you are not actually acting at that moment. Mm. What you're doing is you're planning out your actions. Whoa. And then once you once you do it successfully, you hit the play button and it like shows it records you and shows you doing what you did. So it's like you never actually die. What it is is when you die, it's like that won't work. Try it again. 
that won't work. Try it again. All I can think that of won't is work. Try that, it again. that movie or that scene in the Sherlock Holmes movie where he thinks how he's going to like punch this guy out. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. Okay. No. There's a scene where Robert Downey Jr. is Sherlock Holmes and he's he's in this boxing ring they're doing old school 1800 style boxing and he's thinking everything he's gonna do and it's like happening in slow motion how he's gonna knock this guy out and then you realize he was just thinking about what to do and then he does it immediately and it happens all within the span of five seconds but the way that he planned it out was like a minute of movie time versus the five seconds it took it's exactly the same way it's the same gist here all right it's hard I'm dying a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's not... I don't think it's Hollow Knight hard, but for different reasons. It's difficult. But I love... The thing that makes it different for me is Hollow Knight, I would die, and I would lose all of my progress. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to, like, pick back off from my checkpoint and go all the way back over. When you die in this game, like, you get back to just the beginning of that screen. Oh, okay. And because you could die and get back in so, like, so fast, and you can refresh it so fast, there's no load screen or anything. It's basically just... You're right back in. You're right back in. Mm-hmm. I'm finding myself getting really good at it. Okay. To the point where, like, in the like, let's say I die ten times on level. The first one I may have died when I walked ten feet. The second time I died when I walked twenty feet. Mm-hmm. By the eighth time I'm dying, I am just running through everything I've done before because I've played it over and over again. Right. It's like I'm being trained. How speedrunners do it. I'm being trained to play it better, yeah. and like I can see it. I'm like I'm getting better. And then you get into the point where I'm trying to run through it so fast, and I start making dumb mistakes. I'm like. Urgh! Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, the thing that sets apart the thing that sets this game apart from the other games. The reason I'm I'm really really into it right now. Um, it's fourteen ninety nine by the way. It's fifteen dollars. The story that it's telling is captivating in a way that the Messenger and Hollow Knight is not. Like Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight has a lot of like environmental storytelling. This has legit story. Okay. There's a cutscene in between every chapter. There's story and there's there's dialogue in the chapter. You meet new characters. You go back and forth. There's actually a really good story here. And for whatever reason, that story married with its retro, 80s synth inspired mm-hmm. like very 80s. color palette. Yeah. And it's gorgeous, by the way. It's a one of it's probably my favorite take on this kind of design. Nice. I, it's just hit for me. I'm, I'm like, it's hooked me. It's got me. And uh, even though I'm you. dying a lot, like the other day I died, I was dying and I I almost messaged Jason. I was like, how do I do this? Because I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I'm like, oh, I don't want to though. So I just put it down. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those games where I came back to it and I ran right through it. I just needed a break. Yeah. Right. Like you just needed to get away from it for a moment. And it's just got me like that. So I don't know how long I'm into it. I don't know how long. I think it's a pretty short game. I remember that's everybody was saying about it. You know, when when it came out, was like, you know, it might be too much for the amount of money. I spent fourteen dollars on it, and this is one of the best purchases. I mean, I think when we have game of the year discussions, it's going to be there for All me. Right. Like it's it's really really good. I'm really really digging it. So, uh, besides that, me and the kids played Mario Maker. So cool. we just got back into it. We st- I never finished the campaign. I got off into Fire yeah. Emblem, and so I'm, I'm getting back to Mario Maker now and started playing. Started playing some some levels from friends and stuff in the community and whatnot. But uh, just started getting back on the campaign and finishing my castle. Cool. And I think I'm like 75. percent I'm, I'm about to finish it up. So nice. that's what I've been doing. Yay. Katana Zero. Got to get it. Donnie Zero. approved. Um, I'm thinking about actually getting Hollow Knight now that I've watched enough gameplay of it. I'm like. I don't know if my reflexes would be that good, but like I've watched Jason 
I mean, Play everybody it basically makes it sound like I'm just terrible at games, so I'm sure you'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see. Um, nah, Celeste is another story. Like, I'll never probably touch Celeste, just because people are enamored with the fact that a task bot does what it does in speedruns, and I'm like, well, I think the speedrunners no, are Celeste. really good. Yeah, I had yeah, Celeste. I think Hollow Knight's tougher than Celeste. But again, Celeste is more like what? Katana Zero. Well, Celeste is, you can play it faster. Like, you know, you don't lose so much. Pro- that was my issue with, my issue with Hollow Knight. I remember I kept people getting, dying hundreds of times on the first level. I kept getting beat by the Soul Master in Hollow Knight, and then I have to go all the way back to my save point, and then I have to make it all the way back there just to die again. There's only so many times you can do that for you. <laughs> if I could just die and then pick back up or rewind yeah. and keep playing the Soul Master, I would have grinded my th- way through it. It's the go all the way back and start again. That's why I'm like, no. <laughs> that's, that's the part that, like, breaks me. Okay. All right, let's get into the news block because we have a lot of news. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> um, there's a, a lot of stuff going down in Nintendo Land this week. Uh, more, Most importantly, Indie World happened Monday. Yeah. Man, Monday feels like it was forever ago. It really all does. All kinds of stuff happened Monday with Gamescom and all this junk. Um, but Nintendo backing up what they did last year in terms of releasing a little Indie Direct. Mm-hmm. They did it this time. They called it Indie World. Now, a lot of things have been said about Indie World. I don't think either of us were like a big fan of this of them like calling the it that. Why, why, why do you... Th- I think more importantly is whether or not we like it. Why do you think they decided to change it up? Because... I thought the Nindy Direct thing had, like, it's got history, it's got legacy, right. it's got clout. Why change it? Didn't... Who was the person in charge of that that left recently? I think... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's the change in uh, supervisorship over that is the reason for the name change. That's just my opinion. Um, but there was also the fact that there were no physical people shown you know there's no presentation style yes, format yes what's the new guy's name like kirk kirk and katie is the other girl's name i think yeah yeah and i do like I mean, we've said a lot of things about them over the past but i think it's a better presentation with there there are moments with like i think with characters like miyamoto or bill tridden mm-hmm. that we have history with them or reggie right so when they're doing dumb shenanigans we're more apt to sit there and watch. Right. They're not. Whereas these new strangers are doing it. We're like, why are we waiting for this? And the stuff that they've done in the past is very cringy. It's not that good. It's yeah, it's not cringy. that good. It's not as good. Yeah. You know, like Bill Trinan with the donuts was funny. Yeah. You know, like Reggie's little skits and whatnot and antics are funny. Mm-hmm. Like the, they haven't been funny yet. Right. So I, I'm not like ruling it out that they ever get there, but like they just don't seem to have it. Um, I'll give them credit, though. I like the little opening splash in the indie world and like kind of how cute. they did the animation and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, a minute. I got it. All right. So here's the deal. They they showed off, I think, 29 games. A lot. There's a lot. And here's what I'm not going to do. I mean, we'll probably read all the names. I'm not going to say you're in bullet point every single one of them right. and tell you what I thought about them all. Right. What I am going to do is I'm going to tell you about the highlights and the ones that caught my attention mm-hmm. in the Caroline. You, you piggyback off of me. Starting with the big one, Ori in the Blind Forest, Xbox exclusive Microsoft Studio Microsoft Studios published game right. is coming to Nintendo Switch September 27th. I will get it. You should, and you should get it that day. Yeah. Don't wait for the physical copy. I want to wait for a physical. Play Ori, and Ori is amazing. Now, here's the other thing. We've said a lot of things about both these games over the since Monday. If you're interested in Hollow Knight, you should play Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, I, I've wanted everybody. to play Ori for a long time just from the, the aesthetic. I like the beauty of the game. I think it's got a lot of... Mm, it reminds me of Miyazaki a little bit. It also reminds me of that other title that we've had from the Wii or the Wii U, Child of Light. It was Wii U. Uh, it has that kind of that 
same bloom, harsh light glow going. Does have a lot of the bloom lighting. Mm -hmm. Ori does. So Ori, um, all right. So Hollow Knight, super hard, more from like a combat and reaction level. Mm. Ori similarly is hard, like on par level of hard, but more from a platforming design, more like Celeste. Right. Uh, but both are like Metroidvanias. You got to do a lot of backtracking, open up new areas, and all that stuff. Ori though has feels, and that's the thing mm. that you're gonna love about Ori the most. Ori is gonna hit I'm you cry. in the feels. I bet your first stream you cry. I'll make that bet. My first today. stream I cry. Oh, first stream no. you play Ori. I bet we have tears. Oh great. Uh, Ori's good. Somebody Ori's dies. That's Ori's that amazing. Means. Ori is amazing, and uh, I love it. I, I've been saying this for years. Basically, since the PSVG Podcast Network got off the ground, I've been saying if Ori was on any other platform, like if it was a PlayStation game or a Nintendo game, people would be fawning over the masterpiece that is Ori in the Blind mm -hmm. Forest. But because it's on Xbox, I, don't, I just don't think it resonates with their fans. Sure. Like their core I'm not saying the Xbox fans don't like it. I'm an Xbox fan, and I do. I just think like the greater Xbox community, right. they're not interested in Ori. Well, if I this bigger, one and this, you know, experiences. the Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, those yes, are the two games that I was just like, why are you not putting it on Nintendo? Now we're finally getting the Sakuna game uh, later this year, I think. It was a PlayStation mm -hmm. exclusive. But yeah, I'm glad to see that people are double dipping or they're finding that there's some worth to do it on a Nintendo console. Nintendo just has that kind of... I don't know. I'm just looking at my game room. Everything is so eclectic and weird. That's what I like about it. It's weird. All right. Equally as great, Hotline Miami, as we talked about a few weeks on the show ago when we were talking about Devolver and they were teasing and priming what was their next game. Mm. The Hotline Miami collection dropped out now. It's available right now on Switch. $25, $24.99. You get both games, Hotline Miami and Hotline Miami 2, which I bought instantly and I have played... Uh, that's actually, I should have put that in my played games. Yeah. I think it's because I've already beat it. I just didn't count it. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I played it maybe three or four hours already. Mm -hmm. um, I love Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami is as featured in Travis Strikes Again, if you played that game. Oh. You might remember Hotline Miami has a, a little bit to play in that game. Apparently, Suda51's a fan. Um, Hotline Miami's great. It's unabashed violence. So if you're not into that, you wouldn't like it. But if you are, super fun. Like Hotline Miami is like the Tarantino of video games. <laughs> That's a good thing. I, mean, I love Tarantino. It's in there. I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's great. And for $25 to get both. The only thing that I did notice, I think, I don't think this is like news for Switch games, but for an indie game, I don't think I expected the load times to be like, it seems like it pauses a bit getting, like it takes, it's a slow start to get into the game. Mm. So like you have a splash screen, you get to pick which game you want to play. Like clicking that option seems to take a minute, like 10 seconds or so to get Weird. to the next screen. And then to get into the game, it takes a minute. But once you're into the game, you start playing. I, I, it looks great. It looks crisp. It looks bright. It plays fast. Mm -hmm. It's Hotline Miami, the game that you expect to play. So I didn't have any other issues. But I, I only played it for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Super hot. Also out right now, right away. Um, it came out immediately. I believe it was also $25. And um, $24.99 for Super Hot. That seems... That might be an error on my part. That seems too high. Looks really, but maybe really that's the case. primitive to me. I don't know how. Oh, really? I, yeah, just it was it was those polygons with the shooting. Is that what that was? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it mm -hmm. just. I mean, me and shooters are not the best of friends, but um, two hot games, huh? Yep, yep. Those were the leaks, yeah. right? Those are the leaks that the games coming out were hot. Mm -hmm. Hotline Miami and Super Hot. I I own Super Hot on Game Pass. 
I've never yeah. played it. I have it on VR, and I've never played it. Like, I, it's one of the, I, 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 I'm not. I've, I have heard people say how great it is and how amazing it is, mm-hmm. so I, I'm open to playing it. But at the same time, I feel like it'd be a good I think, VR game for sure. I think visually, it's not. It's, it's never got me, so I've never like today. I'm going to play it. So I don't know. Risk of Rain Two comes out summer soon. It's coming out summer, like so, like in the next. I don't know, four weeks? Is that if, if they're going to hold to that? If they've got, yeah, you've got until September 21st or whatever the first day of fall is. <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, I looked this up because I've heard about this game. And the day before the Direct, was, or the day before Indie World came out, this game leaked. Like, this game was like, Risk of Rain 2 is hitting Switch and it's going to be announced tomorrow. So I knew that because I follow the leaks. And my Twitter was just cascading in people talking about how great this game was. Mm. They're like, oh my god, I can't wait to play this on Switch. It's amazing. So I looked it up, and I looked it up on, on PC, and it's got great reviews and rave reviews. Here's the thing. Risk of Rain, like the first one, was like this retro-bit side-scrolling game. That was not Risk of Rain 2 is like a 3D yeah. Monster Hunter game. <laughs> like It's like a whole different look. Sure. And it has a very awesome style to it. And that, the style for the second one, the fact that it's 3D has this awesome style. I'm I'm kind of interested. I, I reached out to our PC guys. I actually tried to get Lucas or Josh to come tell us about the game on tonight's show, but their their schedules didn't match up. Mm. But I mean I asked him, I was like, is this game really good? They're like, it is really good. So I, I think I'm gonna be in on Risk of Rain. Okay. I, I think I'm gonna get it. I wanna check it out. I wanna see what it's like. Uh Eastward from Chucklefish. Adventure game. I've heard about this game, but I never I never put two and two together that it was Chucklefish. Oh my oh. gosh, I'm getting this day and date. Immediately. Mm-hmm. This is a Caro game. The little girl is super cute. I say, so they find the little girl. It's post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. They find the little girl in the factory, and then they go on this adventure it's together. It's kind right? of like your Navi companion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Oh, I think it looked fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Roki was this other game. It's this fairy tale that forest cool. game in the snow mm-hmm. with all the different monsters and animals. Yeah. I'm in on that one. I'm in on that one for sure. It aesthetically looked very nice. Uh, that's coming out this winter. Um, Hypercharged Unbox was like a, a shooter that came out. And the other one that caught my attention was called The Tourist. That <laughs> I love the style of that game. That's the the kind of isometric um, Lego Minecraft mix style. Yep. Boxel. Really cute. Really cute. Uh, they completely threw me off when the, he dove in the water and there was a giant sea creature. And I was like, okay, nope, that's not my game. So they showed off a lot of different things. So I have like a lot of different takes. When I mean, all I can do is take from a trailer because mm-hmm. I haven't seen anybody hands on with it. So they show the little boxel character running around like a storefront. It very much looked like a 3D realization of what Shakedown sure, yeah. Hawaii is. Yeah, I was like, wow, that looks like that. And then they start showing this exploration, the sea stuff, and then they start showing all of these puzzle elements. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I guess it all fits together. So I'm getting like very much like Shakedown Hawaii. Minecraft meets the Witness vibes. I don't know, but like the style alone, the I was, style like was really, really cool. into. Yeah, I was really into it. Um, all right, what the golf is coming out this winter? I didn't realize how derp it was. Like how it's so physics based. Yes, <laughs> I'll probably pick it up just because it's a golf game. <laughs> I will watch for reviews, but it's not really a golf game. So no, I'm not exactly but it's still it's interested. stupid. It's like Goat Simulator, which I love. Goat Simulator, dumb games. <laughs> Uh, Creature in the Well drops basically, what, next week, week after? Yeah. Week after next. So I already got that one. 
I'm interested. It's a dungeon crawler. It's like a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the thing that um, when it started making previews and started making like around the cons, everybody started talking about it. It's like a an action adventure hack and slash, but with a pinball mechanic. Right. Because the whole thing is you're volleying this light back and forth to like jumpstart these circuits. Mm. That's the whole thing. So the, the creature has stopped this, you know, whatever the well is, the machine from from saving the planet. And you've got to go jumpstart the machine. So that's what this game is. And I'm in on it. So I will be playing it. So Shaq will have reactions to it. Now, Caroline, I listed every other game that I thought was there. I've already read the things that caught my attention that I'm really interested in. So anything else you want to highlight? Uh, I haven't played Cat Quest 1, so I don't know if I can play Cat Quest 2. But everybody's like, are you going to play Cat Quest? I'm like, I haven't played the first one. I think it's like a dollar two dollar 99 cents on ios so i'd rather play it on there than spend the 15 dollars for the first cat quest i think there's even a physical um but i'd rather just do an ios thing and do it from the uh the best friend forever dog game everybody was Ooh, oh like man. the dating sim it's it's basically doggo sim you know uh that one so what so is it you date somebody and then you have to befriend their dog i don't i it, i got that you're it is sort of a dating thing but yeah. No, like you actually date another person. Right. You, that's a, and, that's the game, that's, but you also have to befriend their dog. Right. The little sheep, okay. you know, or whatever. Um, it looks cute. Everybody was just like, oh my God, dog game. What was the other one that was on there that had a dog in there? Am I just forgetting this? Hmm. I can help you there. All right. There know. was another game that had a dog in it after, that was shown directly after the Best Friend Forever game. Anyway. Oh, I don't. I mean, I Roki had a, the the wolf in it. If that's, yeah, I don't know if that that's what you're thinking a, about. I don't know. Okay. All right. So there are a bunch of other games here. Look, I'm I'm not trying to to bury them or not give them any spotlight. But I mean, this happened on Monday. I'm sure if you mm-hmm. have a Switch, I'm sure you saw or you can check it on YouTube. It's just a lot of games here. I don't want to go oh, through yeah. every one of them. But those those are the ones that caught my attention. Those are the ones I'm going to play. Interesting to note, though, I won't read all these either. But I got a list of games that I'm still following that I've yet to get updates on indie games that, like, where's Deltarune? Where's the Red Lantern? Where's All right, let me, let me put some sound, clarification like, out about Deltarune. Let me put some where's clarification Where's CrossCode? Deltarune, chapter one, was released last October 31st on Halloween as Toby mm-hmm. Fox's way of teasing the community, hey, I'm working on this next game that's right. kind of an alternate universe to Undertale. He just released chapter one. The full game is what's going to be released next. It's not going to be a chapter by chapter installment. I can probably guarantee you he's not going to release it in chapters. He's going to release the full game for a price when it's ready. And I would say that we're probably not going to see the full Deltarune game for another year or two. Okay. Knowing how long but Undertale like where, was. Where's, where's CrossCode? Where's Inmost? Where's Moving Out? Like there's games that I've had on my list that I'm paying attention to that we're just not getting any updates on. Yeah. Mainly Rebecca and I's the Red Lantern. Where's where's Dogside Game? Like that's that's what I'm hoping to see. I didn't I'm see Maneko's Night Game. Market. I want Maneko's <laughs> Night Market, one. dude. Mm-hmm. It was supposed mm-hmm. to come out by last. It was supposed to come out late last year. It's still not. Here. Unfortunately, Rebecca, I don't. I'm not banking that we're going to play the Red Lantern this year. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> I don't think. So. I don't think. Well, it was dated for this year, but I don't. I don't think it's going to make it. Maneko's Night Market was dated for 2018, and it's still not. A yet. lot of these games now. Sayonara Wild Hearts, by the way, is playable at Gamescom. Oh, it's on okay. the show floor. You can play it on Switch. Um, I know uh, a few Twitter followers or a few Twitter follows that I follow from like Nintendo World Report. Mm-hmm. They said they love it, which okay. has got me even more excited. I want to play it. All right, 
So we had other game. We had other news from Gamescom um, that happened for Switch that I want to cover briefly. The Witcher Three was dated and shown. It comes out October fifteenth. Mm. There are some early previews going around in written form. There is some capture comparisons and really some footage that you can compare side by side. But a lot of the footage coming out is like over the shoulder screenshots sure. and stuff. But here's the thing: the preview stuff that came out seems to think that the game runs pretty well all things considered Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to eat a little crow here but it looks like um docked it's still 720 i believe uh game informer if i'm not mistaken was was the first one that came out with it and they said that it it seems like it's a little sub 30 just a little framing so it might be a little better than i thought it would be it that's the thing it looks like it's better it's playable it's better than than i ever thought it would be but we'll see when it when eventually comes out Pokemon released a Sword and Shield, a Sword and Shield trailer mm-hmm. um, with all kinds of stuff. Overall graphics that we saw, um, they they covered the new battling. I don't even call it systems, but new battle options that you have. So we have online battle updates. Yep. They'll have a rank mode where you can you know earn your ranking. It's gonna that's the legit stuff that Nintendo's always done. Right. No legendaries, all that. Then you'll have a casual mode where you can do the legendaries and all that, and you won't have a record and all that. Um, the casual mode, or I mean the, the rank mode, they'll be done in seasons, which is interesting. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. If you um, miss out on a certain amount of time, you're not penalized for coming in late. So like long term, you can just kind of restart and mm-hmm. kick back off. That's not a bad idea. Um, Kyle did ask us, what do we think of Pokemon Sword and Shield's overall graphics, where you can kind of see the next town Gorgeous. through the streets Gorgeous. and on the road and all um, that. It is beautiful. I, I think <laughs> I geeked out about this because... I'm a graphic design major. I had to take art classes and I had to take art history classes. And uh, probably one of my favorite art history classes that I took at school was 16th to 20th century British art and architecture. It is extremely narrow, right? There's like a 400 year period art and architecture just for England, Scotland, and you know, a little Irish. And I immediately look at the building that the professors in their research lab oh my god tudor style building you know really yeah. exciting really excited they really did the research uh everything looks very um very on par with what you would see in english countryside especially when you're when you're at that that shot where you're looking down and you see like the purple manor out on the distance like off to the mm-hmm. corner Rebecca and I had this conversation. I think uh, she was the one that I was talking to. You know, people complain, oh, there's not a free-range camera. I don't care as long as you're doing a fixed camera guiding my eye somewhere else. You know, I kind of like that. Uh, Eventually, I'm sure Pokemon games will go to the route of being fixed camera or uh, free camera instead of fixed camera. But I kind of like it. I kind of like seeing those kind of i don't know if you would call them easter eggs but just things that you would not see unless you were looking at it from mm-hmm. from a distance yeah, if they it's angled cinematic the they're 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 using the camera to, to to paint a visual in your mind to right. give you an experience and they did they did it like i mean these things are rendered in the background they're they're i, I don't know if they're actual models rendered but they've taken the time to detail the background to the point that they want you to look at it which i i appreciate I just think the whole cutscene that they did, because it was brief, but it just makes the world feel so much more alive. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see all these things happening in the background and all that, like I'm Absolutely. very much, I can't wait for the weather effects and everything to play into it. I'm, 
I, I, we'll, we'll talk about here. I'm very excited. And there's we'll, boutique. We'll get we get to still dress up. Yay! Jose asked, do you think we'll have a demo for Pokemon? Um, did we have a demo for Sun and Moon? We did. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I, believe I think we have one so. For Let's go. I think we yeah, will. We'll have a demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a demo. Now, I don't think it'll be until it might be real late. It might be like first week November. I'm thinking it's definitely going to be around Halloween or, you know, you know what? It's pretty packed. Like, I'm not That's saying that I'm they thinking. would schedule a demo around that. But, I mean, why well, put out a demo when, we're, when you are releasing games you want people to play? Why don't we, I, would, I would hold it. If it were me, if I ran Nintendo, I would hold it. Mid-October. I'd say mid-October. Just because you don't want to put it around Link's Awakening. And you don't want to put it around Luigi's Mansion. Could launch with a, with a Pokemon Switch Lite. That's true too. That's October Could come with that. something, October twelfth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a week or two after they. That would be good PR. Hooked. Good PR. Yeah, that would be good PR. That's it. Shaq did it. We we fixed it. Boom. Um, Little Night Little Nightmares Two was dated at opening night live. That's coming to Switch, and then Pillars of Eternity Two Deadfire, which is like the complete edition of this giant RPG, is coming to Switch, and. Uh, this is another one, like Risk of Rain. I looked it up. Everybody said it's amazing. I went to I've our PC guys. So I was like, of I was like, man, everybody says this game's amazing. Should I play it? And they were like, absolutely not, Donnie. Do not try this game. This is not a game for you. So I won't. <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about the game, but I don't know if it's for you or not. Hashtag not not a Donnie game. Okay. Microsoft has no plans. Quote: No plans to release any more Xbox exclusives on non Microsoft. After Ori. Now, they, they did a whole thing. Yeah, after Ori. They did a whole... There's a paragraph here. Um, but I just want to read a point that I think is good before we answer the question. However, going forward, these new studios, Microsoft's new studios, will focus on making games for our platforms. We have no plans to further expand our exclusive first-party games to other consoles. Xbox does plan to make its IP accessible via other devices. However, through the firm's streaming service, xCloud. So the question that must be answered is, do you believe them? Sure. Ooh, you do. Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't. I think that xCloud is in the works for Nintendo. Oh, no, that I do. And then I, I was I was going to follow up with a question. Oh, oh, oh. My que- you don't think that this Do is I believe that they will not release any more games? I don't. I don't oh, believe Oh, the that. no plans thing is always... Yeah, that's... We don't have anything right now, but... Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to like tell you. No, they're not going to be like, oh yeah, by the way, we're releasing Rare Replay in two months. Right. Like, they're not going to. Oh, they're not going to say that. I, I fully. So of course they're going to say we have no plans. Coming. But uh, you know, if Ori does amazingly, which I'm sure it will, you can't tell me that they're not going to consider putting the sequel on the same for the Switch. Ori's going to outsell what I'm it did sure. on Xbox on Switch. I'm sure it's going to blow through all that. Ori's going to sell well. Um, and then this is interesting because I wonder, like, do you see this as some quasi confirmation that xCloud will come to switch absolutely yeah i think that Hmm. i think that's just kind of been they've been working on it you know sure i think that that's been one of the big microsoft nintendo partnerships is they've they want their kind of xCloud yeah yeah so i've brought this up before i believe on our xbox show and our stadia show i believe getting nintendo switch would be a big boon for any streaming service Mm -hmm. here's the thing though like some industry analysts, like Matt Piscatella, I think, broke this news that Nintendo, like Sony, is working with Xbox on developing their own streaming platform. Instead of Nintendo and Xbox both releasing streaming services on Switch, I would rather them partner and, and do one together. 
Um, if any, I really would. I would rather it just be xCloud or they come up with some name, but put them all in one instead of me having to pick and choose or have multiple icons. Yeah, and buy different that things. makes sense. I don't think that'll ever happen. though. <laughs> mm, OK, we have a question about that later. Uh, as you mentioned already, a demo for Dragon Quest 11 is out now in the North American Euro eShops. Yeah. Progress carries over to the game when it comes out September 27th. No, I, I, I downloaded it. I jumped in. I played it for 30 minutes. Um, opening cutscene is gorgeous, as any cutscene would be. Uh, or it's much prettier game than Xenoblade. That said, it's still like really soft and kind of fuzzy. I only played it portable. It's also so I got to throw it in the dock and see what it looks like. But it looks way better than Xenoblade. So, I mean, already you're like kind of, you know, ahead okay. of the curve there. But everybody just keeps talking about how great Dragon Quest Eleven was. I want to see what yeah. what's so great about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Last week when we went off the air, there were a lot of reports and rumors and back and forth about Nintendo possibly having a Nintendo Switch trade-in program. Some Redditors claimed that they had recently bought the old Nintendo Switch versions um, before the new Nintendo Switch versions hit shelves, and they'd called Nintendo and they got replacements. Mm-hmm. Now they've got case numbers. They've got shipping notices. They've got pictures of both systems. Seems legit. Um, long story short, people called Nintendo. They started putting them in. All of a sudden, Nintendo gets official word. They confirmed it, and then they retracted it. Like, the next day, they were like, this is absolutely not true. It's not the case. We're going to fix our customer service. And then if you keep following the story days later, they're still taking like they're still taking claims. Right. So it seems like this is something they're they're doing on a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that they want the public to know is right. like an established program. Mm-hmm. So if you bought a Nintendo Switch was after July 17th. Yes. Yeah. So if you bought one the last week and you got the old model, like give them a call. I bet if you yell loud enough and they'll send you a new one. Mm-hmm. So that's good stuff. Ba-bum-bum. That's it for the news. Dun, 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 dun. Now we're gonna get into our chat questions direct from you, and I'm very excited. But before I before I read off the first question, I want to say I'm very very excited and thankful and grateful that everybody heeded the call and sent us questions. Yeah, I can't tell you how more I love when we like get how, questions too. The little boost that we get as podcast hosts when we see that people want to hear us answer a question Mm -hmm. or a topic or that you're engaged, that you want to anything, whatever you, anytime you ever provide us feedback, it's just encouragement that what we're doing is good and you like it. Um, And some weeks, you know, shows will put out questions, we get nothing. It's just crickets. And I understand that everybody's busy. But today, we got like 13 questions, questions raining in from everywhere. We've got questions everywhere. So I just want to say at the top of this, before we get there, Shellshock, I love your question. It's actually kind of key to some things that we have in the works. So we'll save it for next week. Mm. Um, Dev, we're going to save your question for next week. Skinny Matt, Backlog Odyssey, and Ryan, save your questions for next week. We will get to them. Don't Please don't feel bad. We've got them listed here, but we had 13 questions. We're already at 50 minutes. Like, we can't go 13 questions. <laughs> uh, 13 questions is basically an AMA. It'd be a whole it other is. podcast yeah. if we just did all 13 questions. But thank you so much. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. If I, I'm trying to be more genuine than I <laughs> usually am. Thank you so much for sending in <laughs> questions. It means the world. I mean, because, you know, I know. every podcast thanks people yeah. that do things. I really wanted you to know that I really mean it. Um, okay. Don't make them cry. So answer, <laughs> we answer grouchies. Uh, Kate wants to know, what would it take for Nintendo to put one of their games on an Xbox platform? Getting back to what we just talked about. Mm. Ooh. I don't know if it can be done. xCloud. That's, that's, so that's what I want to say. I think 
if Microsoft said if they reach, they'd have to reach a deal, right? Microsoft would have to cut them a for every subscriber that we get. We'll cut you. We'll cut you a, a a penny. But here's the thing: I agree with you, but not all the way. I kind of agree with you. They'll give you Here, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. So no, no. Well, okay. Hang on a second. Let me let me let me walk this back a bit. Let's say XCloud has a base fee. I, we don't know what XCloud is yet, so it's hard. But let's say twenty bucks a year, you could just stream all of your Xbox games for free, right? Let's say Xbox puts the XCloud on Microsoft stuff on PC and on Switch, mm-hmm. right? They put it on Roku's. They put it on smart TVs. You can do it on Apple TV, right? Because they want to put it everywhere. Let's say if you have a device that can do xCloud, for $5 a month, you can also do select Nintendo games. I'm thinking virtual console. This is exact. I'm I'm thinking old stuff, not new stuff, not anything close to being new. Right. I'm thinking Super Mario World, Mario Bros, yeah. Kirby Dream Course. I could see a world that exists where Microsoft goes, hey, we'll take care of all the technology. We'll take care of all the customer service. We'll take care of everything. Just give us some of your old ROMs and we'll cut you this piece of the pie. Like, to be quite honest with you, who says no to that? Yeah. Why would Nintendo not say no to that? Because it's streaming. At any point, they could take it away. Sure. You know, they could just be like, no. Like, it could be a limited time deal. Basically, they would be licensing a select amount of their content to be available somewhere mm-hmm. else. And Microsoft's doing it. They'll take care of the servers. They'll take care of all the stuff that's overhead Nintendo doesn't have to do. I would do that if I were Furukawa. I would do that in a heartbeat. It'd be like, yeah, put Mario World on that thing. Give me five bucks a month. Sure. Okay. I think that's think a so? good idea. Crazy? It's just I don't think that they're ever going to give them their IP. I think you're right. I mean, I, I that's Nintendo's value is in their IP. More so than any other company. That is their value. But I, I could see like maybe a game or something or like what about so one of the things that came to mind is what about Cadence of Hyrule? Like it's got Link in there, but it's not really a Zelda game and actually kind of somebody else's thing. It's what their do you think IP. About that? They can't. What about Mario Rabbids. Nope. You know, like what if that's something like nope. that? No. That's why I said mm. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, but that's even still stretching it. By the way, we didn't put that in the news. They have the 2D courses. I know. That's really cool, by the way. It's super cute. It's a, still not enough to make me want to buy the well, game, but it's super cute. It, what I said is that it's a nice way of freshening up the the um, the series. You know, yeah. it's just been, oh, it's another Olympics game. Woohoo. Well, they've got I 2D in it. Better, I need a golf. I need golf and, and football and basketball. I need better sports. That's the issue. The sports are 100 meter, 400 meters, diving, swimming. There's like... Bowser. Big Bowser on a little horse. <laughs> there's like four sports in the entire game that I actually am interested in playing. Mm-hmm. So I think they have like a wrestling, a boxing, a soccer, and skateboarding. Like those, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like I would play those. I would legit play those games. Everything else, I'm like, who wants to play... Who wants to throw a javelin in any game? What is it? It's like tap A as fast as you can for 10 seconds and then see what happens. Like, that's not really a video game. It's, you know, it's, it's outdated. Like, Track and field so 2020. Old. You're right. It's like, it's like, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody wants to do that. All right. Uh, Drew asks, with Sony buying Insomniac Games this week, talk about biggest news story of the week, should Nintendo be buying studios right now? If so, who? Platinum Games. Ooh. That's so. Th- that's your answer is they should be buying the studios. They need to acquire Platinum Games. They really do. Why? 
You're getting astral chain from them, and you've gotten bayonetta from them. The writing's on but the wall. But that's the question: Why do they need to buy them if they're already getting it's exclusive? It's an amazing. From- it's an amazing genre, and I think that they could capitalize on it. I agree. Um, they stole that one right out I, from Xbox. I have no inclination to think that Platinum wants to be bought. A lot of like Platinum's origins were always don't. like, yeah, they've always yeah, th- been that was their it. thing was always trying to get away from that mm-hmm. to get out of Capcom and all that to to do their own right. thing. So I think the second party type of relationship with them is probably a really good fit for them right now. You saw that they almost died with Bayonetta two. So if it weren't for Nintendo, that's true. Um, I don't have a better answer. I mean, that's a really good answer. Um, who did the? I mean, they they own a major stake at Game Freak, so and I don't I don't think Game Freak it's wants to be basically. They, yeah, they don't want to way. be. They're, they strive so hard to be different than Nintendo. I think they would hate it if Nintendo actually just if they were labeled as Nintendo. I'm trying to think. Who did Somebody the else. Who did the the Zelda remasters on 3DS? What about that? that oh, Grizzo. 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 Yeah. What about them? They should maybe make. I don't even know what they are. I mean, they're not that, but they've already worked on Nintendo IP. So they did Ever Oasis uh, too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that makes sense to bring them in. At, but they're already like an exclusive studio. Sort of. They're just not right. So it's it's. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about buying a studio. It's one thing to to want to partner with somebody or, or pick up a, a project. It's a whole other thing to buy a studio because when you're buying a studio, you're taking the overhead and the risk and all of that for every employee under there. Sure. And a lot of times, I think we as fans, we get tied to like a specific director of a project or something like me with like a suda game mm-hmm. you know or somebody like you david jaffe or something like that. but they could leave sure and if they leave and they take all of their you know cachet with them then you're just left with a studio right. that nobody like has so the there's like there is yeah there's a risk there that if you just take on a studio then somebody just leaves model it's soft well i mean yeah they're they're already somewhat exclusive but yeah i thought they are actually aren't they first party I think Nintendo doesn't Nintendo own them? I don't think so. I think so. I think they do. It's the creator of the Xenogears series that's doing Xenoblade. So I don't think he's part of Nin- I-, I think Monolith Soft. I don't know. I don't thing. remember anymore. <laughs> now Intelligent Systems is second party. Intelligent Systems does Fire Emblem and Advance Wars and stuff like that. They are basically in Nintendo's pocket. I don't know about Monolithsoft. Nope. Nintendo is the parent company of Monolithsoft since 2007. Really? So Nintendo Nintendo at least owns a stake in Monolith. Okay, so they're just like They may not owe them systems. outright, but it's... I, I it, think they... Then my answer I is think still they, Platinum Games. I think they picked up Bandai's share. So huh. I think that's where that comes from. Um, and as we talked, we, we did that, that episode where we went through all of their internal dev teams, which is still somewhat hard to keep track of. Right. Um, because they don't promote them as much. They still have. They have. It's not... I don't think it's like an Xbox. Xbox was in a situation a few years ago before they made all these acquisitions where they had like six devs. Right. And I think as the, the, the industry moves more and more towards how much content do you have, not how much hardware do you have, mm-hmm. you can't, like, it's hard to get by with six studios. Absolutely. You know, you need more exclusive content to proliferate your, your system, your platform. I can't. Nintendo doesn't have that problem. One of That's the thing. Nintendo doesn't have that problem. They've they've got a bunch of studios. They got dozen plus. Yeah. So. I'm just, I'm just, oh my gosh. That's a good question that we need to delve into deeper. How much? Who do they own or own a share in? Like Game Freak, Intelligent 
all those. Yeah, there's a lot of second party stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of second party stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing with – the other thing I was going to say about this kind of topic is Nintendo also they, – I mean, they, they own a lot of studios, yes. So they don't really have that issue. But because they're not so tied to a, to a specific creator and because their IP mm-hmm. is so valuable, they also don't have the issue where they're they're like their studios aren't tied to a project like – so many of the other competitors are. True. You know, so like Xbox has Halo and they've got Gears and that's what they do. Right. You know, like Naughty Dog is doing Uncharted and The Last of Us and that's what they've done for, for 10 years. And I'm sure they'll create a new IP, but that's what they do. They do third-person action-adventure mm-hmm. games, right? Nintendo don't really have that problem because at any given point, they can take Metroid and they can give it to somebody else. They can give it to Platinum. Yep. They can take it back to Retro, like... It can give anybody a Mario game. They can license it out to you. So they're a little more flexible, I think, in that way from an outward-specific thing. For sure. Ultimately, I'm trying to make the case. I don't think Nintendo needs. I don't think they should feel. I don't think they feel any pressure at all to lock somebody down. Oh, I don't think they have, they have any money. pressure at all either. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, if they were to acquire somebody, well, there is that would be my choice. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of an arms race between PlayStation and Microsoft right now, and uh, I just think. Because of the IP and because of the studios they already have, I don't think Nintendo actually has to go down that route too much. No, I think they're okay. But it would be interesting one day if, uh, you know, as all these platforms and the rise of streaming come, it's going to be very interesting to see where folks land. Mm-hmm. I've always said, if anybody, I think it would make more sense for Nintendo to just make games and then license them out to other platforms. I know, owners. but I want my Nintendo consoles. Well, I'm thinking in a console-less world. I know. Down the road, that's <laughs> kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but great question. Great question. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. All right. So we got a hype check for the next two questions. Okay. So let's read Kaiju's first. Astral Train hype rating on a scale of 1 to 17. Super specific. I don't know. <laughs> 17. And Astral, th- Astral Chain general thoughts and impressions. How hype are you from Astral Chain? I could. I, I keep debating on whether to cancel my pre-order or not because I got so many other things to do. I'm excited for the game, and it's definitely one that I'm going to be playing next Friday when it comes out. That being said, if it were to be delayed or if it were not coming out, I wouldn't mind. If you could pass, you'd be okay yeah. with it. Like, I, I think it's going to be great. Eh, you know. I think it's going to be one of those sleeper hits for me, like Xenoblade Two was. I was just like, Ooh. I was just like, yeah, Xenoblade. To, yeah, I'm gonna buy it because it's Animu JRPG, and I ended up it ended up being my favorite game, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't want to put a number on it. Seven to eight, I don't know. Out of seventeen, we're we're <laughs> in the middle. Okay, I'm in the middle of the hype. My hype meter for Astral Chain, I want to say, is warm. As somebody who's about to finish Tepid. Devil May Cry, for somebody who's about to finish Devil May Cry Five, I think that's helping me. Uh-huh. Because I'm kind of in this thought, like I'm in this train of thought right now. My most, the thing I'm most ready for is the animal uh, version of the, what are they called? The little robot. The legion. Yeah, legion. Animal legion. Yes, I Mm want to be able to ride around on a beast (laughs) thing. I just got my mount on WoW today and I'm super excited. It's a cat. I mean, so... They, they keep pumping out content, right? Like gameplay videos and mm-hmm. everything. Looks alone, this game had me from the start. Uh, oh, yeah. After seeing the combat, especially I love these like these slow motion animations where you really like start breaking off combos and beating snot mm-hmm. at people like Devil May Cry. Yeah. I'm really, really into it. 
my only concern, I think my only trepidation is is story and this in-between battle stuff where you're walking around and looking at files and stuff. See, I like that. That's like Fire the Emblem question, like, looking around But it can be good or it can be bad. Right. So that's the thing. Like, like is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? I like the investigative fetch quest part. I know you guys can't, most people can't stand that, but that's what I love doing in Xenoblade the most is the side quests. I actually would agree with you there. Actually, that's probably my favorite part of Xenoblade too. Nice. Um, I just, I always want them to be a little more involved. I wish they were like positioned around battles or things, not just like run to the, to the point, mm. collect the point, come back to the other point. Okay. Like, cause then you're just walking. I want to be doing something while I'm doing I, it. My concern is that it's going to be, not that this is a bad thing, but the, uh, Muspelheims and the Alfheims and Bayonetta, like those little portals mm-hmm. that you can go off to and do the one-off defeat X amount of bosses in X amount of seconds type thing. Uh, those seem a little bit off the beaten path and not tied to the story as much. You may or may not encounter them. I do find myself going back through Bayonetta levels and trying to get all of them if I have missed them. Uh, kind of like how I try to pure plat everything. But mm, I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to be different enough from Devil May Cry and Bayonetta that. Oh, it's going to be just by the chain by itself. Like, sure. It's a, it's a different take on combat. But I'm still expecting that hack and slash experience. Yes. Yep. And and I want to know, like, how do the menus and systems work? Is it, am I upgrading things? Are they degrading? Do I have to rebuy yep. them? Is there, like, I want to know that type of stuff. I have listened to a, a few early previews. I'm very excited for the review cycle. I haven't listened I, to any I reviews I imagine they'll yet. drop Monday, Tuesday. Some of the reviews that I've said is that the game is just, like, super anime. Yes! There's, That's what I love. I remember uh, Kind of Funny did, see, like, uh, I think an hour on it this week. And they just talked about how super cool it was. It's, like, like Dragon Ball, it's like all these like it's got a lot of this right, like see, tropey stuff in there. Ryan hasn't been on the ball with this. He's like, I don't see the allure of this one at all. But the anime aspect will suck him in. And I think that's the part that they're kind of holding back on. Yeah. I think that's what they're that's what they're hold, that's what they're trying to keep reserved. I'm telling you, sleeper hit. Actual game to it's release. It's gonna be sleeper hit. Could be. It could be. We'll see. We'll see soon enough. I tell you, I watching even even just portable gameplay over the shoulder it looks so good yeah like i'm so into like this gundam-esque you know like light oh i love it so good so good all right last question still a hype check comes from sean capri rank your hype of the following games these are his in his order Link's awakening animal crossing astral chain pokemon luigi's mansion he mentioned you could throw another game in there if you want but i think it's just kind of like on the near horizon big releases like rank your rank your order uh, Animal Crossing number one, Pokemon number two, just because I'm, I love Pokemon. I'm thrilled. Link's Awakening at number three, number one, because it's Zelda. Number two, because it's a Zelda game that's already been out. It's not anything new. Um, number four, Luigi's Mansion three, number five, Astral Chain. Video game racist. What? You just side with all the Nintendo properties. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay. I just said how I was like in the middle of yeah. No, no, I'm I know. I'm, about I'm just giving. I'm just teasing you. Um, my favorite game franchises are Zelda and Pokemon. That said, Pokemon, Link's Awakening, Animal Crossing, Astral Chain, Luigi's Mansion. I love Luigi's I think, Mansion so much. I think all of them would be higher than Dragon Quest for me now. Okay, pretty sure. And if I threw in any of these indie games, like these indie games could definitely get higher than 
Luigi's Mansion if I knew that there were dates on them. I'm looking to see what coming. else. Oh, let's throw Rune Factory 4 in there. Uh, I put Rune Factory 4 special between Link's Awakening and Pokemon. Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking, I wouldn't go that far with Sayonara Wild Hearts, but, like, After Party, like the Oxen Free follow-up game. I'll throw I might Shantae. Be more hype I'll for throw that. Shantae in front of Zelda 2. I would throw Shantae in front of Luigi's Mansion. You put Luigi's Mansion last. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm buying it. I'm going to play it. I'm excited to play it, but I'm not. I know. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, we've talked about that. I'm not, like, enamored with the Luigi's Mansion concept. I got you. I'm hoping it's more, like, scary themed. If it was, I'd be more into it, you know. It's more like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah, and that's why I can play it. But I still, when the first game for GameCube came out, I still couldn't play it at night. I know it's Luigi, and I know it's Mario and Luigi, and it's Nintendo, so, I mean, I'm not expecting anything, like, crazy, don't get me wrong, but, like, Luigi's Mansion is, like, it's, like, more so a kid's game all right, than most. All right, all you right. Know? I can't do horror, so this is as close to scary as I get. There are some <laughs> jump scares in Luigi's Mansion that literally make me jump. So, that that's in. Th- again, thank you for so many questions. Yeah. We still have a list of questions to get to. Don't stop sending them. Please keep sending them. Like, even if we have to save them for the next week. We, we, we love seeing it. We love seeing the tweets. We love the, convers- the conversations start like Sean asked us to rank these. Five other people ranked them themselves. That's the type of stuff we love to yeah. see. So, please, do all that stuff. Okay. That'll do it for this week uh, for us on the Nintendo Shack. Next week, we will be back. And then the week after, we might have a special surprise for you. Tonight marks the first episode of the Nintendo Shack went live on Twitch, YouTube, uh, Mixer, my Mixer, Mixer playing Nintendo, and um, and Periscope. So you can just watch us on Twitter. Everywhere. You know, they, like, go to the other things, you know, all the stuffs. So if you ever wanted to watch the live show but you never got the account or you didn't do Twitch or anything like that, you know, go subscribe to one of the other things. You can do that. And I think that'll do it. Sure will. Anything else you want to say? No, man. Pray for okay, me. Okay, that'll wow. do it for us. And we'll see you next week, Kooplings. Bye.